Welcome back to Quarters in Session, presented by the Caps on Sports Podcast. Nick, how you doing? Uh, not great. Your Celtics going into a game seven. That was a good game yesterday. I know you were working when it was going on, but you get a chance to, to, to see the highlights? Yeah, well, I was able to watch some of the game. Um, I was able to do, thank God for the watch, ESPN app. I was, I was able to catch yeah. the end of the fir- uh, the end of the regulation uh end of the first overtime even the start of the second overtime but I turned it off um very frustrating just just a very frustrating game uh there's not really much to I mean we could talk more about it when we get into it but yeah I think uh, I think we can start with some news and we'll we'll, we'll keep this short I'm, I'm joined here by uh by Steve Nash in all his uh in all his uh Brooklyn cliche uh, photo op that they have dude they put everybody on the roof of the uh, the hospital for special surgery the practice center and have them take the background picture it's every picture it's Kyrie it's it's been it it was KD now it's Steve Nash but um he was introduced yesterday and he said all the right things in the press conference that's all I'm going to that's all I'm going to say on that are you just laughing you just laughing at Steve Nash he's just Steve Nash right behind you man he's, yeah man I'm I'm, chill, I'm I'm chilling I'm on got, the roof he's got like a, a little unsure look on his face <laughs> it does look a little quizzical you know that's the, that's the photo that the Nets are using for like all uh for like all promo with Steve Nash but um he's like uh he, he do I really want to do this uh, is this a little happening <laughs> a little windy he's a little windy yeah. he's got the wind in his eyes and you know he's on a roof and he's standing at the edge maybe he's like looking down he's like mm, there's this uh, I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to be up here but um yeah we'll get that out of the way quick Steve Nash was introduced by the Nets yesterday he said all the right things uh, I'm sure you didn't catch the press conference but uh it, it's, no, it's up on I, the Nets I, I website don't. He said all I don't the right really things. care. Not. I mean, what, what's he gonna say? Hey, I have KD, Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He showed he showed high praise for uh, for both of those guys, and that's pretty much all you can do in the the limited time that he's had so far. But uh, I don't. I, we we don't have to dwell on that too much. Um, so that's coach getting hired. We have coach getting fired. Well, not fired, but mutually agreeing to part ways. And Billy Donovan in OKC. Um, well, did you see there was a report that OKC offered him a two year extension prior to the restart? Um, I guess Billy Donovan turned it down or I didn't really read too much. Into yeah. It. I mean, I don't, I can't blame him for turning it down because he's been, he's been super successful in, in OKC. Um, maybe not super successful because he hasn't really won a championship, but he's been, he's been good in OKC, right? Like they've had, um, you know, especially this year, it's, it's questionable like what he was going to get, but he's gotten the most out of those guys. But in years past, I mean, he had Paul George and Westbrook, right? Like that's up there too, but he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, which is understandable. Uh, He wants to probably go to a team where he's going to have a bit more say um, in how the roster is built. Or maybe he wants to have a roster built for him already and just work with the pieces he has. I don't think he wanted to be involved in the, not necessarily the uncertainty going on in OKC, but the, the, the planned rebuild. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to even know what OKC's plan is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were supposed to be rebuilding, you know, they, they trade for Chris or they, you know, they get Chris Paul and, you know, the whole league thinks it's, that's just a ploy, use them as trade bait maybe halfway mm-hmm. throughout the year. Um, you know, they went on the record saying they're, that they're not going to trade him. And then now they make the, the playoffs and now it's like they're in this, they're caught in this limbo. Do they rebuild 
Um, do they keep going off of what they have? Yeah, right now? and I, I think the I think Billy Donovan rejecting the contract offer and them mutually parting ways is is about as good a signal as we're going to get to what they're going to do. I think they're going to rebuild because in you know why would why would Billy Donovan turn this job down if they weren't going to rebuild if they were just going to continually build on the success that they've already had, right? I think they plan on blowing it up, which the writing is on the wall then for, for Chris Paul, uh, which we can get into a little bit later. We're going to be introducing a new, uh, a, a new segment. I'm going to workshop a name for it in the next like 20 minutes. It's going to be in the back of my mind, like Bruin. But I'll, I'll think of something. It'll be on the fly. Right. But I'll think of something. Um, yeah. So Chris Paul is gone. Danilo Gallinari is probably gone. Um, and Steven Adams is, is probably gone. And so is Dennis Schroeder. Like that, they have pieces there that mm-hmm. aren't stars, but are good, like rotational players. I don't know if Steven Adams is a starting center in the league anymore or up in that upper echelon. I, I think he can, you can get away with starting him on some teams, but like, what value does that have? You know, what value does Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul and, you know, Schroeder have? Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, like like we said, they're in, they're in a tough spot. I mean, especially having solid pieces with with Shy, um, Danilo Gallinari. Like we like we're saying, he's on he's he's getting old. Stephen Adams is a good trade piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are they gonna do? And that's probably um, the problem. Well, that's probably what the OKC's front office is even saying right now is, listen, mm-hmm. we don't really know how we want to approach this. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I don't and they're, know. They're, they're, they're like Rambo with their draft picks. Like they just got them in like the, the, the bullet like vest, like going over the, the, just, the chest there. They, they got, they, it they all. got them I mean, strapped. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another thing too, uh, you know, but, but we've seen teams use those picks as trade bait too and rebuild instead of rebuilding through the draft, you know, you rebuild through, mm-hmm. through trading and, and, and maybe even the free agency block. Um, but I mean, I don't blame Billy Donovan for not wanting to be there, but at the same time, I mean, it's a pretty good gig. Um, but there's a lot of other good openings out there now too, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to the Philly job. Um, maybe not so much Detroit, but other than that, I mean, even with the Pacers, but it's tough, you know, for, for, for the, with the top two jobs, I think going already with, uh, the Knicks and the Nets and even because uh, did, did they uh, did Chicago agree to keep their uh, whoever their interim was? No, I think they're the... still I think they're still searching and and that's a good gig too over there. Yeah, um, it is. So I I think that you know he Billy Donovan definitely has his choice, and I think he's going to be up on a lot of people's uh, you know a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. on their coaching life. You know, he can go back to college, too. He was, an, he was a very successful coach at Florida. Like, obviously, that's a bit of a step down to go from, you know, pro basketball coach to college coach. And the, obviously, responsibilities mm-hmm. are a little bit different. But, you know, that's where he made his name. And if he doesn't get a job in the NBA and it doesn't look like he's going to get a job in the NBA, I guarantee you a college program is going to be like, look what Billy Donovan did in the NBA. Look what Billy Donovan did at Florida. Let's bring him into our program and reshape what we got going on here. So that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's I think that's enough on Billy Donovan. I think we might have gone a bit too far with him. Yeah, who, but, Billy um, Donovan, whatever. <laughs> but uh, we we have to we have to get to some of these playoff games going. But uh, mm-hmm. but first, let's say uh, bon voyage to to uh, to Milwaukee. They go back uh, to Green. Uh, they go back to 
Wisconsin, right in time for football season. Right in time for right, right in time for football season. <laughs> um, I like it. This no, is tonight. Well, it's, I mean, we're recording on Thursday, Thursday the tenth, so it is tonight. But whenever you're listening to it, football. Yeah. yeah. So that'll that'll be fun. Look out for uh, the the uh, Caps on NFL show, the uh, Ice the Kicker, which launched yesterday. Yeah. They got some good. Uh, about three quarters of the way, listen through it. They got some good takes on there. I'm excited for uh, for football season. But uh, yeah, back to Milwaukee. I mean, they're they've packed up their bags. They're out of Orlando, and they lost four one to the to the Miami Heat. Um, mm-hmm. would you like what you see in that series like what went wrong for Milwaukee uh just aside from Giannis flat. playing hurt I mean they, they just look flat they do. I mean the, the the thing with with being hurt um you got to figure all these teams are playing every other day mm-hmm. you know it's not just Giannis who's playing every other day so to think that like there's got to be all these injuries and stuff that you know nobody here knows about or that we don't know about you know there's got to be um, you know, everyone plays through injury no matter what sport it is. So resting him game five, I think, is smart because I think they were out of out of it to begin with. Um, you know, why not preserve the future and make sure he doesn't hurt himself even more? Mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, but the Bucks just look flat. All bubble, they look flat. Their offense, their defense, I mean, they're number one. They're, they, they were the best team in the NBA. Offensive efficiency, defense efficiency. Um, they just didn't look like they came to play. Again, it's it's another off season where Milwaukee needs to do whatever they can to improve the team around Giannis. I mean, that seems like it's how the, the only, whenever you talk about the Bucks, that's, what, that's always what you talk about. You have to improve the shooters around Giannis. Um, and you also need Giannis to stop kind of running. Like I, I, you know, a couple of his drives, he goes down to the hole and he, he's just running down recklessly. You know, he's just running, putting yeah. his head down and plowing through. And, you know, teams are finally starting to, to understand, you know, set your feet right in front of them, take the charge, and, you know, you're going to put them in five fouls through two, mm-hmm. three quarters. And the and game slows be... down in the playoffs. Like, we've seen this for years, and it's like a trope in the NBA, and everyone says it, but nobody, like, acknowledges it until it actually happens, right, until, like, mm-hmm. it happened this year. Like, the game slows down in the playoffs. You cannot mm-hmm. run as much transition as physically po- – as, as the, the Bucks do, and that hurts Giannis. Every time Giannis, you know, drives into Bam Adebayo or, or – Iguodala, Jimmy and Butler, Crowder, anybody, and Butler. like they're they're they were right there, ready for him. They were prepared for it. And then if he pulls up, they're saying thank you for pulling up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I I don't know. I'm not very high on this Bucks team. Um, in the front, and, and like you said, they were the best team in the regular season. But like, I, I mean, I voiced my opinion on Mike Budenholzer. Like, he doesn't make adjustments. Everybody's ca- everybody's caught on to that his last couple of years in Atlanta, and now the first couple of years here in in Milwaukee, he just doesn't adjust. And we've talked about this before. How do you adjust when you're the most successful, you know, team in the regular season? But mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason. And why I mean, playoffs. The, the, the Milwaukee needs. I mean, not only do they need a triple-double or, you know, 25, 15, and whatever from Giannis, but they Mm -hmm. also need consistent Chris Middleton to put up 25, 30 points a game. Mm -hmm. They can't use a Chris Middleton that's shooting 2 of 11 from downtown, um, who's missing his open shots, who can't, you know, pass. He has to be the number two guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never thought he could be. You know, he always have those flashes of the game, especially in the regular season. Um, you know, where Chris Middleton was able to shoot the ball. I mean, he was a, he was an all-star. So, I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy knows how to play. I'm, you know, there's no debating that, but I don't think he has what it takes to be the number two that that team needs. Um, yeah, I think or he's... they need somebody else. They need another bona fide shooter. I mean, Kyle Korver is 
they have Corver, who's arguably one of the best three-point shooters of all time, but he's not who he used to be. You can't just have Corver out there. His, his defense is a liability. Mm-hmm. Can't really do anything else. And um, we Wesley saw that. Matthews we we is, saw them try to do that with Giannis, where just just stick out, you know, five shooters. Stick out, you know, Chris Middleton and Wes Matthews and you know Pat Connaught and and and, um, and Kyle Corver and like hope and for the even best. Even Divincenzo. I mean, they're they're, they're just throwing they're throwing people out there. They're hoping. Um, I mean, you're, you're, they're also kind of banking on Brooke Lopez to just kind of sit behind mm-hmm. the arc and maybe do a pick and fade and try to hit a three, which, I mean, you can't really be relying on him to do that all season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Bucks definitely have – they definitely need to take a step back. Uh, you know, the front office needs to definitely reevaluate what they have and how they're going to proceed for sure. Yeah, I mean – And on the other side with – and on the other side of the ball, you know, I, talking about the Heat, um, I mean, they look good. But they also – those last couple wins that they had, they also look very sloppy. You know, I saw a lot of turnovers. Um, I mean, it, it, it's tough for me. I, I don't know if they're going to be prepared to play either the it, – it's it's tough because I'm trying to think. If they play the Celtics, I think the Celtics are a better matchup. Uh, well, I think it's a closer matchup than if, than if it's, you know, Toronto. I mean, both teams are – they're all physical teams. Um but it's just can Milwaukee and not Milwaukee can Miami kind of limit the turnovers and stop playing sloppy basketball? Cause I saw a lot of sloppy basketball from them, but the, the only reason they won, I mean, we, we were watching Milwaukee and they're throwing the ball over the place to run down. They're not playing good defense. Right. So, uh, I mean, Miami's it's funny cause Miami went into being a sleeper pick to make the Eastern conference finals, to make the finals, even to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a little outlandish to even think that they'd be that, you know, they would be that team. Yeah. No, um, they're, I... they're making a good run. Yeah, they are. They're they're solid. Before we get into before we get into Miami and then the the uh, the, the Boston Toronto series, um, I'm putting you in the shoes of John Horst. He is the Bucks uh, general manager, so he's going to mm-hmm. be making the decisions in the off season here, along with the ownership. And I'm sure Giannis is going to have some say as well. But uh, you just got eliminated. Your team just got eliminated. It's officially the off season for you. After your uh, Maui vacation, what's uh, what's first on the agenda for this Bucks team? What do you do? Um, well, I think they have a couple expiring contracts. Like I think Gordon's expiring, to be honest with you. And maybe you let Gordon, uh, not Gordon, you let Bledsoe. Uh, you definitely have to re-sign Bledsoe. But I definitely think they need to make some moves when it comes to a point guard. Um, you know, whether it's trading one, whether it's trading up in the draft to maybe get a young guy. Uh, they definitely need a veteran presence on that team too. But, you know, you look at trade bait, you're looking at, you're looking at shooters. I mean, how do you pass up Brad Beal? I mean, I know Brad Beal is not really trying to leave, but how do you pass up Brad Beal? Um, even Devin Booker, if he ever thinks about leaving Phoenix, you know, why not try to snag him? I mean, yeah, maybe it's a pretty hefty haul, but when you have arguably the best player in the NBA, who's probably going to be the next best player for, you know, the next 10 years, I mean, who's just such a freak of nature, you'll be able to keep forever why why not kind of go all in now right so that you basically have this is your the the team that you just watched lose 4-1 to the heat basically your team next year right Sands, Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton, Sterling Brown you let those three guys go maybe you've signed Pat uh, Pat Connaughton to a little bit of a you know a a sweetener deal just to keep him but like what the, the team you have the team you just lost to or the team that just lost is, is the team you have now, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said, like, try to get a shooter, try to get an additional piece. But, like, I look at these pieces and it's like, who? 
you know, who am I trying to get here? Like with these. Well, Steven, who do you get? Yeah, exactly. You who don't do you trade Giannis. Of? You don't trade Giannis, no. obviously. Um, no. You don't trade Middleton. You don't trade Middleton. Who wants Eric Bledsoe? He's 30. He shows he stunk in the playoffs, and you got to pay him 15, uh, 16 a mil next year, 18 the year after, 19 the year after that. Right? Yeah, how are you going to get him off the book? How are you going to get him off the books? And we've seen like teams you can get off. Uh, I mean, the Nets did this a couple of years ago with Tim Mozgov, right? They, they took on Tim Mozgov and D'Lo from the, um, from the Lakers. And it was basically like, hey, we're going to take D'Lo, but we'll also take this crap contract you have. That's kind of what you have to do. You have to kind of package Eric Bledsoe probably with, um, with picks. Um, yeah, because I don't see I don't see who really gets who really moves a needle here. Um, I mean, it's definitely defi- they're definitely in a re- they're in a tough situation. I mean, maybe it's going to take moving on from Chris Middleton to make that to, to make perhaps, that move. Perhaps um, you know maybe package Middleton and, and you know a contract like like Bledsoe or mm-hmm. uh, you know an expiring contract or whatever, and just try to go and get out get a star. Because um, I mean, yeah. Chris Middleton isn't proven. That's the thing is he's not really a proven shooter. Um, he hasn't proved himself in the playoffs these past couple of years, and they need him to. Giannis needs him to. The team needs him to because Giannis isn't going to shoot the lights out. You're not going to give Giannis, the, you know, the, the last shot if you need a three right. to win. Right. Uh, you know where it's going. So, it, yeah. Maybe they need to switch up in in their, uh, you know, in the head coach too. I mean, yeah. It's tough that's... to say you want to fire Budenholzer. Would you fire like... Budenholzer? It's you know I think. It, it's it's so tough because you know that next year he's going to come out and it's going to be the same Milwaukee team. They're still going to go, you, you know, 60 and 10, whatever they usually go. You like mm-hmm. just the, they're just going to have their tremendous regular season success like they usually do, but it's not going to translate over again. I mean, I give him another season at the most. I say, hey, maybe let's run it back. You know, maybe they're thinking, let's run it back. Let's see if we can add any, you know, cheaper pieces, you know, cheaper role-playing pieces, maybe mm-hmm. get a couple of shooters for the for the cheap, maybe try to draft really well or, or really try to invest in this draft, uh, get some get some shooters or maybe try to develop. Um, and then after that, I think they got to they do – they got to make a move. Though. Something's got to change over there in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, especially for them this year. They have Indiana's – 24th overall pick in the draft so you know I don't know what you what mm-hmm. you expect getting at the end of the late uh, at the end of the late first round there but hopefully they can turn it into something uh all right we touched on Miami a little bit um I mean I don't really have, have anything much to say about Miami yeah no I, I don't know I, I, I think it's I think it's phenomenal that they're here in the first place right um, and I, I, to be honest though I don't think they beat whoever they play next whether it's Boston or Toronto I don't think they beat either team I think it's gonna be close I think we're going to get – I mean, we're getting a coaching duel right now with um, with Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens. You're going to get another coaching duel with Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra, Brad Stevens and Eric Spolstra. It's going to be interesting to watch both those teams, how they play. But um, I think if you're – I think if you're um, Miami, I think you want to see Toronto. I don't think – Oh, you 100% want to see – you 100% want to see Toronto. Um, you're looking at a Toronto team that is just kind of – they haven't underperformed, but they're – they're underperforming. They're not, but they are mm-hmm. um, as well, especially in those, for, in those three losses that they had to the Celtics, they just looked God awful. Um, yeah. You know, even in those, these past two wins that they've got, you know, they've really had to scrape and claw and fight and try to get it. It's taken Kyle Lowry flopping all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes Nick Nurse standing in the corner on the court to, to get, make Tatum pass the ball out of bounds. 
oh man did that get me mad what happened last <laughs> night that gets me so mad right so we can all right so yeah so that's a good bridge into this series we're looking at uh, we're, we're going into a game seven last night toronto won 125 122 right and two overtimes two overtimes um just reading some box score stats kyle lowry had 33 norm powell had 23 they drew up the iso for him at the end uh to get to get the game winner and he um and he kind of dudded it um OJ Anuobi with 21, uh, with thir- well, excuse me, with 13. Van Vliet with 21. Uh, we, I want to talk about Onu. OG Anuobi in a little bit. But uh, reading some Celtic sets, Jalen Brown at 31. He looked like a man possessed for a little bit there. Uh, Jason Tatum. Oh, give me, Marcus, give me that Marcus Smart triple-double, baby. Give me that Marcus Smart triple-double. Marcus Smart triple-double, 23. I love that, man, 11. dude. I love that, man. Uh, Daniel Tice, 18. Kemba Walker, five points. Uh, in 51 minutes. Yeah, that's bad. Um, that's bad. Outscored by uh, Brad Wanamaker in it's, it's, in 30 less minutes. It's tough <laughs> because Kemba's kind of been doing this all postseason where he's gone, you know, like 3 of 11, 5 of 15 from the field, just putting up, you know, 5, 10 points. And it's getting tough to watch because you sign him – and yes, he, you know, he's more of a team-friendly point guard who's going to pass, you know, get to get the ball to the open guy, dribble drive, pass out, whatever. I get that. But he's also cardiac Kemba, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got the range. He's got, this, he's got the drive and stop and fade away. That just works every time. Um, seeing him struggle is, is putting a huge uh, – it, it's a huge hanging cloud over this team's head. I know for me as a fan, it's, it's being real tough to watch. You know, towards the end of regulation, when he drives to the hole and he gets bodied by two Raptors and nobody calls a penalty on it, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. I mean, that sucks. But it—I I don't know. I—I I, I just think the Celtics kind of. I guess this is me as a fan. It just seems like they always get screwed by with these fouls. Um, you know, whether they get the no calls or uh, whether the, the the call goes the other way, um, the fouls coming down to what kind of hurt and it's it was a real tough game for me to watch last night mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry's game winner was I mean pretty ridiculous I mean you look at the the defense that that Kemba played on him I mean they literally interlocked hands after he shot the ball so you really couldn't be any more on him than he already was he just made a great shot and what are you going to do when they when, when they make great shots like that Nick Nurse standing in the corner of the court right where uh right in play right where Daniel Tice was wide, wide open for the, the three um, I mean, Tatum comes out and says it's not Nurse's fault. That's my fault. And it probably is more more so Tatum's fault than Nurse's. But get the hell off the court. I mean, come on. In every sport, you have a, a coach's box. Baseball, they have a coach's box. Football, you have to stay on the sidelines. I mean, and then you look at this, and he's all the way down the corner. It looks like he's playing for the – he has a jersey on. He's on the court. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm watching the clip now. Um, he's, yeah, he's standing, he's, he's he's standing he's in the corner. He's on the court. He's on the court. His One of his – his feet are peeking out onto the basketball court. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, we see in baseball, like, obviously the coaches have a little, like, coaching box, right? Third base, first base coach have a little box. So, like, I, I don't think you can institute that necessarily because, it's because like, these coaches are going to want to walk up to, like, half court and yell at their dudes, right? Um, Which is fine. But, but be, listen, I, they, they usually 
there's no, I think it's an unofficial box. I mean, it hangs up, you go right in front of the scorer's table, and then you can always go mm-hmm. all the way up to half court, and that's fine. But you don't see anybody pacing down all the way on the baseline. That's just not how it works. No, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. He, it, it, it's a tough spot for him to be in, and Jason Tatum probably should have realized, like, that dude's wearing a polo and not a green jersey. But So it's like yeah. it's both on both sides. But he, I, I, I'll agree with you, he's a little bit out of place just for um, – just, just from what I was seeing. Uh, it just, just from sucks, like, man. I mean, now. it just sucks going up three one, and now it's three three, and now I got to yeah. worry about a game seven. Everyone, yep. you know, Lowry played fifty one minutes. Kemba, Tatum, Jalen Brown are playing like forty five, forty nine minutes. Like these guys are gonna be exhausted. You know, today they're probably just yeah. gonna lay around, and get stretched out. Um, game seven is gonna be a close, sloppy game, I think. And it I is. really, 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 really hope we pull it off. I hope the Celtics pull it off. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Miami. Uh, I'm sure Miami's rooting for Toronto, but um, yeah, based on what I've seen in this series, like uh, you know, I mean, you touched on it. Um, Kemba Walker's been 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 bad, right? We can we can admit that. I I think it's more of a. I think it's a combination of things, right? We've seen Kemba in two playoff series before in his life, both where he wasn't contenders. He was just in the playoffs with a Charlotte team that probably was like the seventh or eighth seed, right? I don't know the years mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they were like six, seven, eight seeds, something like that, right? Um, so I think it's, it, it, it's inexperience, right? Um, but what worries me, it's, it's inexperience in a different environment, right? Like if he, what if he was playing in Toronto right now and he was, you know, shooting like this, like they'd, they'd be yeah. going nuts. Right. Or what if he was in Boston and he was doing this, he'd be booed off the court. Right. And that hurts. Oh, I, I, I'd be yelling at him right yeah, now. More I'm sure. I'm yeah. I mean, that's just what fans are. Fans are just going to boo this man off the court, even though like, you know, you can hate on Kyrie's playoff performance and Kemba's here doing the same thing, right? But the difference is, I mean, he's only taken 11 shots. In game six, he took 11 shots, right? When you don't have it, you have to acknowledge that you don't have it, right? And you have to do something else. But I think the other half of it is he's he's a smaller guard. I mean, he's listed at six foot. I think it's probably fair that he's about there, 5'11-ish, something like that. Probably a little smaller, right? And you look at the, the, the Raptors, right? He's getting guarded by Kyle Lowry, who's one of the league's better defenders, um, mm-hmm. You know, flop or not, he's still one of the better defenders. Uh, he's getting guarded by Fred Van Vliet, who has really improved as a defender, you know, since coming into the league, since coming out of the G League uh, in Wichita State. So he's a capable defender. And if he does get to the rim, he's meeting Pascal Siakam, OG Anuobi, and Marcus All. Like those dudes, Pascal is one of the lengthiest dudes in the league. OG's lengthiest. Yeah, he's been playing legitimate center minutes for him, and he's been guard like he can guard one through five, and you can you you'll feel comfortable doing that. But um, well, especially because the Celtics are a little undersized, and OG's sure. a bigger dude, and but it also helps when OG's making these these big time shots when it comes mm-hmm. to corner threes or, uh, you know, dribble drive layup, you know, the end ones, mm-hmm. you know, making the plays defensively. Um, he's playing big minutes for them, and that's huge for the Toronto team in general. Going especially going forward. Uh, team development and stuff like that, you know, building a team around uh, Siakam and, and even Van Fleet. I mean, it's, uh, they'll be all right. Um, it's going to, it's going to come down. It's going to come down the wire next game. It's going to, there's no way it doesn't come down all the way to the end. No, I don't see, I don't see a situation where it doesn't. Um, I think that's enough on this series. Uh, you got a game seven predict. You're going to pick Boston. Um, Boston. <laughs> Boston. Uh, I think I'm going to take Toronto. Um just to uh, just to be contrarian I, here. It's funny because we said we said it was going seven games in the beginning when we when we were talking about the beginning of the series. We were talking about mm-hmm. going seven. We said it was a yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be a three one, you know, a three one comeback to, to seven. I thought it was going to be one one two two three three. But you know, three three 
coming back three, three, it's all the same thing. Um, moving on to the Western, uh, the Western conference, we have the Clippers and the Nuggets and the Clippers are up three, one, uh, after 96, 85 win yesterday. I thought the Denver Nuggets were going to get swept. Uh, and they won I told a game. you they were going to game. I told you they were a game or two. They, They'll get yeah, a game or two. Yeah, no, you're right. And they've looked competitive. In, uh, comp- uh, okay, they've looked competitive enough in in the game that they won, right? They look, they stunk in they stunk in game one, right? We can throw that one out the window. They lost 97 to 120. But they won game two, 110, 101, and then lost game three, 107, 113, right? Game four, 11-point loss. Uh, 96, 85, they had nothing on offense. Like they couldn't do anything on offense. Um, and that's what happens when dudes like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Patrick Beverly lock in, right? You're not going to be able to do anything. Um, and looking at Denver, right? Like they got 26 points out of Jokic, 18 out of Murray, 15 out of Michael Porter and 10 out of Gary Harris, single digits from everybody else. Like that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Um, but to that same token, I don't know where else you go and get points. Do you let Michael Porter Jr. waste I mean, away on defense and, and just? Score? I mean, at this point, I feel like um, just give give everybody a shot. I mean, you give Michael Porter Jr. a shot. I mean, you even throw ball ball in there, see if you can do something different. <laughs> I mean, I, I you got. I think they have to distribute the ball a little bit more, and I get that. Um, you know, they're, they're down a couple of players when it comes to Gary Harris and uh, uh, Will Barton. I Gary Harris too. has been playing. He's not much on offense, really, but uh, he's, I mean, Who are they down? They're down Barton and, are they down Barton they're and down Monty Barton. Morris? Bar- no, Monty Morris is playing. They're just down Will Barton now. It's it just, they look flat. They they definitely need to um, get a get a couple of players. I mean, but it's tough because if Michael Porter Jr. makes that jump, um, you know, from just, a be- just a, a bench player to a you know to a starter. I think it's not even a huge jump to to a to a star. It's just if he can make that jump from a bench player to a I starter, mean, I think they're going to be fine. The, on the offensive side of the floor, like he's there. He's he's about as as probably not as good as he's going to get because I mean this dude was probably going to be the first pick in the draft if his back wasn't you know in nine hundred different pieces or his leg. I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I think it was his back. It might have been his brother who had back injuries. He's had he's had a, 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 a you know pretty bad injury that pushed him back in the draft. But like even before, like when this dude was at Missouri, like this dude was one of the best dudes in college basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. The offensive I mean, I, talent is there. The defensive talent needs to needs to to pick up, catch up. Yeah, um, or, because it's tough. Denver's a good team. They're 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 real well. I think they're built pretty well. Um, especially between Jokic being a good ball, you know, he's a good game manager, and even. Uh, Jamal Murray's pretty much able to do it all when he can. I mean, mm-hmm. when he's, you know, feeling good and he's in the zone. I mean, he's been more consistent in the playoffs, at least. You know, like 18 points a game is nothing like the 50 he was dropping against Utah, but like 18 points a game is solid. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd rather get that than, you know, than five, six. Other, than, than other five or six that Kemba's yeah. given you. Um, yeah. So Denver's in a good spot. I think they just need to make a couple improvements. Um, but I think they did get a little unlucky when it comes to having to play the Clippers. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the West, sure. The West, the West is so loaded. You know, if you talk about Denver and the East, I mean, you talk about any of these West teams in, in the top half of the East, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a whole different story. But uh, tough, tough draw with, with, with L.A., with the Clippers. I think Paul George is playing a lot better now, too. Uh, Kawhi is starting to look a little bit more comfortable out on the floor. Yeah. They have like an a lot of people have talked about this, but they kind of it, it seems like they have an off and on switch where it's kind of like, uh, 
sometimes they just get like I guess laissez faire, right? And just kind of turn it off and just kind of go through the motions. And that's what happens when you're that talented. You can like flip it on and off. But um, that's so that is one. so crazy. I mean, I guess because we're we're not athletic and we're not yeah, professional right. sport right. Uh, athletes. But like they always say, they say it about every sport too, not just basketball. But like, but I think especially basketball when they talk about like LeBron too, how he's able to just go like. And that's yeah. it. And then he's just an absolute baller. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think that literally all you got to do is look at yourself and say, hey, I'm going to play real well basketball yeah. today. And, and you know, I'll playing. never hate it, especially when it's like LeBron, right? And I don't want to go on like – I guess we can – I guess this is a good yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll segue into the next one. Um, but with LeBron, right, like people are always like, oh, why isn't he guarding the best player? It's like, well, LeBron wants to make the championship every single year, right? And if he loses this game, like it's probably not a big deal in LeBron's mind. But like once you get to the mm-hmm. playoffs and then he's guarding that guy, you're like, oh, yeah, that's why he takes possessions off in the regular season because this dude is so good and is saving himself for the playoffs, right? And he knows yeah. he's going to get there. Um, but, yeah, getting into getting into Laker, uh, Laker land a little bit, uh, they have – the Houston Rockets tonight. It is two one, Lakers. Um, I I don't like what I've seen from Houston. Uh, they look bad. It, yeah, they. I mean, yeah. They look real bad. I mean, I think this is. I think D'Antoni can see the writing on the wall at this point. Um, His I contract's up. They're going to mutually agree to part. I'm going to put that in. I'm I'm putting that into the aerospace now. They are going to mutually agree to part ways. I mean, he's done, and I I just don't know what the problem is over there. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook has gone out already in 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 the in the media saying that he's just running around, mm-hmm. uh, which, to be honest with you, it always looks like he's just yeah. running around. Well, Whatever, and the I'm fact watching. that he's running around is more than ninety percent of the Houston Rockets team does because they just stand there because James yeah. Harden is too busy crossing up in the front court. And I'm not going to say like whether it works or not because it works. James Harden is probably the best scorer in the like pure scorer in the NBA, right? Um, or one of the best scorers in the NBA, right? So if their job is to stand around, right, and Russell Westbrook is complaining about doing too much running around, then you know so be it. I mean, I think it's more so that Russell Westbrook needs to shoot the basketball and put it inside of the yeah. net. And you know, the, I think the best way in. for him to the best way for him to do that is to not shoot the basketball. It is to just run. Who just is run? Who's guarding Westbrook? Right. So who? Who? I couldn't even tell you. Exactly. KCP. Danny exactly. Green. Exactly. Right. And you know what he's doing? He's like bet pull up three. And is that the Houston system? Yeah. yeah, but should it be for Russell Westbrook? No. no. Have him have him bull through the line, right? That's at the Russell most, Westbrook special. That's at the most, Westbrook you're going to get three points, right? At worst, it, or like somewhere in the middle, you get you, – you have to – you're, you're wearing down AD a little bit, right? You're making AD work for, I don't know, block shots, defensive rotation – at the very least, that's what you're doing, right? Well, on top no on top of putting fouls on on, on their best defender, whether right. it's even whether it's AD or even if it's LeBron, I mean, just trying to put the pressure on the referees to make that call when you're driving and you know everyone's hands are up and you're up there going like this and you get a slap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want you want them to make the call. The re- you want the game to, uh, the pressure to be on the referees. Mm-hmm. But we talk about Russell Westbrook's athleticism and his intensity, and he needs to stop shooting the basketball. Yeah. Okay, and maybe you know like, give him a couple three-point attempts a game, fine. But when you're going like two of 15, like 
put it away, dude. Just drive to the hoop, kick yeah. out to somebody else, and make something else happen. I think he's trying to do too much. Um, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen much, if anything, from James Harden. Uh, you know, the rotation between uh, Austin Rivers and and Rocco and, and even Eric. Uh, Eric Gordon. I mean, I don't know why they don't give Eric Gordon more shots. He's always making stuff from beyond the arc. He's he's got a good stroke. PJ Tucker in the corner. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think that the team has run very well, and I think it's it's I think it's all D'Antoni's fault at this point because they've had pretty much basically the same team. I mean, with some pieces here and there that have moved, um, and nothing's changed. And whether D'Antoni said, "Hey, listen, I want to run it back," or "This is it. This is it right here. We're going to run it." Like I got it. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Let me just. It's just not working. I think Dan Tony's got to go. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because I don't think Russell Westbrook was Dan Tony's choice. I don't think – knowing everything that goes on in that Houston organization, right, and what we've seen from them in the past, like I don't think Russell Westbrook was that um, – was their choice. I think it was James Harden's choice. And when James Harden's like, hey, I want this guy, you're like, I bet you got him. Like, we'll yeah. figure it out. But – um, yeah, I think you, I think you hit on everything with Houston. Uh, I, I do want to highlight Robert Covington, right? Cause he's playing the five and that's cool. And he's like, from like six foot nine, six foot 10. Right. And he's, and he's been, uh, I mean, he's been lauded as one of the better perimeter defenders. You know, one of the better guys. But he's, he's six foot seven. He's playing center. He's doing a damn good job at it. Like he's doing a, he's doing a de- about as good enough. He's doing better than I expected. Right. Like anytime you yeah. see six foot seven dude playing center, you're like, mm, maybe not, but you know, he's, he's tough. He's, he's, he's given AD hell and, you know, AD's a phenomenal player, but he's getting his points. To too. be fair, who else are you going to put over there? You know, they, they, I don't really like this whole thing of them not having a center. I get, I get that you, that, that the NBA is going to a smaller, you know, a more rotational, uh, yeah, uh, you think, know, five on the court. I get it, but you I'm still need you. a big guy. You still I'm with need, you. Like, like being like, like the Celtics, the Celtics do not have a big man. They have Daniel Tice, who's not that big. He's like probably like six, eight, six, nine, if anything, they have Robert Williams, who just comes off the bench and does whatever, but consistently struggling for rebounds, not having good interior defense, putting all the pressure on your wings to not let anybody drive and, and make the defensive play. Mm-hmm. You can't put all the pressure on them. And we saw, we saw um, Draymond Green tweet, I think it was at halftime of the Rockets game, or maybe it was after the Rockets won a game. And it was like, if you're a center in the NBA, you don't want to see Houston win, right? Unless your mm-hmm. name is Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid. And I think he said Bam Adebayo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and to that point, like, I think you need somewhere in between a, like, what's a tradition, like who's a traditional center? Um it's hard to even, it's hard to even point at one, right? But you need somewhere between a traditional center and Robert Covington slash Daniel Tice, right? Mm-hmm. And that middle ground is Bam Adebayo, who is still seven foot, but he moves like a forward and he can pass like a guard. Like that's kind of what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it's it's tough because those guys only come around every once in a while. But um, yeah, I mean, you talk about like pro, you talk about the old school big men. There's not too many left of them. No. Um, and and when they're all when they are around, nobody wants them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just talk about these big guys who would just play defense and just okay. You talk about like Hassan Whiteside. All he can do is stand up there, play defense, grab rebounds. Nobody wants him. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, obviously that the Blazers kind of got him and they took on that deal and he's kind of working out over there, but you look mm-hmm. at someone like him and even, I mean, Nurkic is, has improved his game shooting wise uh, on the offensive side, but those big players, you know, nobody really wants anymore. You want somebody like Embiid, somebody like Davis who can stretch the floor, handle the ball a little bit. Um, Gobert. Gobert is a good example. Gobert is a great example. Well, but what you gonna, And we, we talked about Utah last week and, you know, what is Gobert out? Like it's a good idea to yeah. just let Gobert walk and just try to improve it at, at the position because you can mm-hmm. – you can. there's obviously a, a nice step up. I mean, yeah, you can kind of regress defensively, um, but you'd rather take that step in the offensive direction, I think. Yeah, I, I think – I, I'm always in the camp of it's better to score three than defend two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Defend three, you know, it's you're going to have an easier time doing that. Uh, I think that's enough uh, with this. Uh, pause. Rajon Rondo. Showing oh, up. my God. Dropping I love one points, nine assists, three of five from three, eight of 11. He had the step back three and like short of the shot clock. And you could tell like Houston was like, yes, this is what we want. And then he hits it and they're like, well, that sucks. Yeah. yeah but like the, if Rondo is beating you to the tune of 21 points a game, I think you live with that. And you're like, man, we lost. But like Rondo dropped 21. And is Rondo going to do that again? No. Um. I mean, Rondo listen. 21, nine assists, great three-point shooting numbers. AD, 26 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, he really re- – I, I think last game he realized, like, oh, shit, that's Robert right. Covington and I'm Anthony Davis. So – Let's go to work. Yeah, let's go. Like, let's go to town. Um, I, I don't think the series is over. I think Houston gets – I think Houston I, gets another – because there's going to be a day where they just shoot the lights out and, and L.A. can't get Yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I give them a game, but I think the I don't series know if they is get three over. More. No, I think the series is over, uh, whether it's 4-2, 5-3, five, five, um, or no, 4-2, or, or even 3-1. Would you have four, a one. difference of opinion if Houston came out and knocked the wheels off L.A. and it's 2-2? Two, two? Like next – like this up uh, – Like, like tonight. <sighs> if they just kick the doors off of them. And it's going to be like a three-point mirage, right? You're not going to know what to, what to say. Like, would you give it a different series? Um, I, I, no, I, I say no because, I mean, I think a lot of this is going to hinge on Russell Westbrook and, and his ability to score and play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook maybe has a good game. Maybe I'd be more comfortable saying yes. But overall, I, I mean, the Lakers are built fantastic. Um, you know, LeBron looks like he doesn't want to lose another game for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I feel comfortable taking L.A. in this series no matter which way it turns. I do, too. And even if they come out and – even if they come out if, – even if Houston comes out and, like, Bulldozes kicks the, them. Yeah, and bulldozes them, like, kicks them in the jaw. Like, I think mm-hmm. L.A. is built for the long term, right? Like, if Houston hits six shots – like, if, if Houston hits, like – if they shoot 63s and make – 30 of them, right, mm-hmm. then that's great. I don't think they well, can do Dan- it. Danny Green can get fire any second, too. You know, you look at – Yeah, for they, sure. They have they have the three-point potential between Danny Green and between even LeBron. And, I mean, I guess you could throw Rondo and KCP maybe. But between Danny Green, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, I mean, those are three pretty solid three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, Anthony Davis can't really take a contested when you need him more from the pick and roll and have him fade out. But – yeah. They have they can keep up, and even if they keep the game close, I think as soon as Houston brings in their second round, uh, you know their, their second role players, they're they're already falling down a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And Daniel House tonight uh, well, might not play. I think his status is up in the air. I think they're still investigating. Uh, but the rumor, the rumor is he had a COVID testing, I don't know, assistant, nurse. I don't yes. know what they're calling him down nurse, there. But doctor, nurse, doctor, administrator. Like yeah, there you go, administrators. The, the, there you the go. Individual administrating the COVID-19 test in the bubble. Had, uh, had her up, uh, up to his room. Uh, some would say that uh, that doctor, that uh, that administrator uh, gave a house call. No, he gave he gave a house call. You were trying. You you're waiting for. You were waiting. <laughs> yeah. So his status is up in the air. Um, you know, it's a big deal oh, because these COVID nineteen test administrators are coming in and out of the bubble, not as yeah. they please, but like when they're needed, right? Um, so it's it's breaking the bubble. If it was, you know, a person that's been in the bubble for X amount of time, I don't think it'd be a uh, as big a deal, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, hey, he, Daniel we'll House really—he he really wanted to get his. He didn't really care about. Yeah, the game. no, he yeah, he wanted to—he wanted to get his. That's fine. I think uh, I think they are going to make him quarantine for ten days, probably, or seven, oh, yeah, or whatever, no whatever the minimum is. I think they're going to have him quarantine. I think it's ten. I think it's ten days. days. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was um, situation based because I remember. I think. I don't remember who left the bubble, but they went to a wedding and they were got tested. Every- oh no, you know what? Mike Conley and his uh, and his and the, and the birth of his child. Like he was getting tested every day, so they let him only quarantine for I think like two days or something like that. Still getting tested every day, so we'll see. Daniel House denies any wrongdoing, but uh, moving on here, we're going to. I'm going to give you a game, which I which I mentioned earlier. I'm going to call it in an ode to Adele. Rumor has it. Okay. Okay. Rumor has it. Um, and some of these have been touched on in just our conversation, but uh, All right. rumor has it, rumors? rumor oh, has it, see. Nick, that the Sixers are seriously debating making a trade offer for Chris Paul. Uh, and these oh, are all these are all these are God. all courtesy of uh, Top Ball Coverage, who does on Instagram, who does a great job of conglomerating every you know big news from around the NFL into into one Instagram page. Uh, so yeah, the rumor. Sixers seriously debating making a trade offer for Chris Paul. Also debating about making a trade offer for Chris Paul, the Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks. Uh, rumor. Where, 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 are you, where are you with each of, uh, with each of those? Uh, oh, God. First of all, Philadelphia, bad idea. I mean, good idea for the team, but what are you going to do? Trade your whole team and just have those three guys run up and down the court the whole time? I don't think he's going to Philadelphia. Okay. I could see it. I could see a play in Milwaukee, but we talked a little bit to, uh, about Milwaukee before about what are they going to trade away? Mm-hmm. Are they going to trade away just all these these future first round picks and you know throw in a couple role players? I mean, maybe who knows? And then OKC is just going to have the whole entire 2021, 2022 draft in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a smart move actually might be the New York the New York Knicks. Um, you're looking at a, an old veteran player who's going into a rebuilding situation. Um, you know, uh, a team that can afford to give up some, you know, some, uh, some capital. Um, would he like being there? I don't think so. But like, to be honest, he, he doesn't really get the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would buy it to the Knicks. I would sell Sixers and, and Milwaukee. Okay. All right. I hear you. Um, I'm, I'm messing around in the trade machine right now. Uh, so I have the Bucks in one column, and in the other column, I'm gonna put the Thunder, right? So I'm gonna try to get Chris Paul traded to the Bucks, and 
you have to get rid of 41 mil to make that work. So does Eric Bledsoe get that done? Not quite. Um, yeah, that 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 won't work. So you no, gotta okay. you gotta put a lot of you gotta put a lot of money together. I knew that wasn't gonna work, but uh, yeah. Bucks can only take back twenty one point one million in salary based on the amount they're sending out. So if you cut twenty mil from the Bucks, the incoming trade would be successful. But uh, I don't I don't know if you want to trade one of these dudes making twenty mil over because that's literally only uh, Chris. Nope. 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 Uh, yes, yeah, nope. so that's tough. You might have Parker's to. Ball. You might have to make some moves there. Uh, it'd be George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and 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 Brooke Lopez. You could probably get it done. Uh, that combination of players, probably plus picks, but like at that point, like, what do you want to give up for for Chris Paul? Like at that point. Uh, okay. Rumor number two, Nick. Rumor has it that the Clippers plan to pursue a deal for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, now to be fair, what team out there in the NBA isn't going to? Okay, well, what team wouldn't want to have him on that? You know, who wouldn't want to have Giannis on their team? Nobody. Mm-hmm. I I think both LA teams are going to make a pitch. I think Golden State's going to make a pitch. I mean, you're going to look at all these lower level teams making a pitch. I don't think he leaves Milwaukee. Um, but respect to the Clippers for kind of coming out, even though they're not coming out, like coming mm-hmm. out saying, hey, we're going to make a run. Him on that team with two shooters like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, you, talk, we, we, you talk about how all he needs is a couple, you know, a couple good shooters who can carry, mm-hmm. you know, the load when, when he's off the court. Or, and they know, can let Giannis minutes. be ball dominant. Kawhi and Paul George both aren't ball dominant players. I mean – I think that I mean, wow, wow! You talk about a perfect fit over there with Doc Rivers and in the Clippers front office mm-hmm. and the the supporting cast. I mean, they're going to have to clear out a lot of room probably to sign to sign him. But well, wow. it's going to be Harrell. It's going to be picks. It's going to be it's it, it, it's going to end up being a lot. Um, well, what they talk about trading him or signing him? If you're talking about signing him, you're gonna you're, you got to lose Harrell. You got to lose Lou Will. Oh no, it'd be, tra- it'd, be, I, I, it'd be a trade because uh, I'm pretty sure Giannis is there for. Uh, a decent amount of time. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 giving up a lot. Um, is it worth it in the end? I would say absolutely. Oh, for the Clippers, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. What I do you have to team, lose? I don't you see know, why if, any if team. Books, right? If you have any indication that Giannis is going to leave after next year, get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. You know, go yeah. go jump on it. Um, you know, I, I think I, that's where we, not not. I think that's where teams mess up. Whether it's NBA teams, whether it's any sports organization, you know, when there's rumors going that you know a player's looking to leave, they don't capitalize off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a business. Sure. We thought, you know, the whole sports industry is just a huge business when it comes down to it. Everyone's making money, and everyone wants to make money as much fun as it is. Mm-hmm. Why not be smart with it, like you're saying? If there's, I mean, he he's saying he's not leaving. You know, he's saying he wants to build the dynasty there. Cool, I get that. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but if there's anything about him going, see ya. Let's see. We can. We let's let's try to get the whole world for you right now. Yeah, I mean, when rumors when rumors arise like this, especially in NBA, it's coming from one of two camps, right? It's coming from the players' camp or it's coming from a team's camp. Um, all of these to me seem like it's coming from the team's camp, um, mm. where like a reporter or somebody with sources will go and ask their source, right, within the team, like, hey. Uh, what are you hearing on Giannis? And they're like, oh, we plan on, you know, doing this for him. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's like when Giannis, if it was, if the rumor was Giannis wants out, right, that's coming from the players' stuff, right? And I think it's fairly easy to tell when it's coming from the media, like not from the media, but from a team and from, from the players' camp itself or from the players' team itself. Um, moving on, Chauncey, oh, excuse me, uh, rumor has it, Chauncey Billups has emerged as a candidate for the Pacers head coach. That's per Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, yeah, Chauncey Billups is all a uh, sporkle team right there. So I got to give that guy a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, to be honest with you, it's Detroit. I quite frankly couldn't care less about Detroit. Indiana. Um, oh, Indiana. I thought he was talking about Detroit. Mm. Detroit's I mean, even Indiana. Uh, mm. I, I didn't know they, uh, I thought they moved on from him. Um, but Indiana, what what do they need to do? Like that that like what what does that team need? I mean, a lot oh, of different things. Blow it up. Yeah. So, try again. So blow That's it up. And, so you they they, they want to blow up and what? Start with the, uh, a new head coach that's got no head coaching experience. I don't think that's the way to go. Um, I think if they already had some you know a team established or at least some talent established there and they were ready to run. Uh, maybe getting mm-hmm. a younger coach to try to, you know, help build some camaraderie. Yeah. But if you're going to blow it up and start from the scratch, you want someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I'll give you that one. That That's fair. I agree with that. Uh, let me try to find another one here. Do, 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 do. Uh, Becky Hammond is among the coaching uh, people as well. Coaching rumors as well. Um Let's see. It's off season for a lot of these teams, but we haven't really seen any uh, any big rumors. There's really, been, there's really been nothing going on. Everyone's kind of staying quiet. Uh, you know, everyone I think is quarantined too, so that's kind of it. Oh man. Yeah, uh, I'm trying sure to find they... one more here for you. Um, Kevin Durant was playing catch in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, I saw the video of him online, and he looks like he looks like a normal human being. And then you see like other people coming up to him that are half the size, and I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. a seven foot, that's you know, the, a seven foot forward. The Nets fan of me is like watching him as he like moves on the sand, like trying to catch a baseball, like just because like his knee is his uh, was Achilles. Yeah, yeah, his Achilles, yeah, and his calf, right? Um. You know, it's it's tough watching him like try to catch a ball like that, and it's like it's that baseball's not that dude's sport, but uh, he's having fun, so uh, it's 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 great. Um, all right, last one. Rumor has it that Carmelo Anthony would be more interested in rejoining the Knicks if they get Chris Paul. That's oh, it. so that that's, that's it. the rumor. That's so he the would rumor. Be, he, I I don't know why he would leave. Uh, I don't know why he would leave Portland. That's a great place for him. Uh, the city loves him. The team has a has a role for him in that often in that team. Mm-hmm. He's built himself a role on that team. Uh, you know, especially with Trevor Ariza, you know, opting out. Um, and Rodney Hood not playing. You know, he definitely was able to take a step forward with that team and kind of show the whole entire league. Uh, that he still belongs, you know, on, on a team in a starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he balled in, in the playoffs. Um, I don't know why he would – I really don't think he should leave. I mean, you want to go back to New York and kind of deal with all that bull crap with 
uh, you know, with, with the front office and, and Dolan and the ownership. Like, I would stay far away from New York if I had the option to. Especially, mm-hmm. he seems like he's got it made there in, in, in Toronto. I keep saying Toronto. He's, he's got it made for him in Portland. Um, they don't need him to be that guy, so he doesn't have any pressure on him. The pressure's on Dame, and then it's on CJ, and then it's on him. So he's the third option on that team. He could just sit in the corner and make threes and take it easy. I would, I would not leave. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I I don't know if I'd lose uh, if I'd leave either. You know, home for Carmelo is New York, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the appeal is there if he thinks that this is his last year, right? And it kind of bridges in three different directions, right? For me, if you're if if I'm Carmelo Anthony, right? What's up, Melo? Hi. Uh, let me get that half Mets, half Yankees hat that he's got going on sometimes, and I'll and I'll be good. And then I'll yell at uh, AP. They said I got to come off the bench. Um, it goes down. It goes down three, three, uh, three different waves here for me. If I'm if I'm mellow, number one, four different waves, four different waves, breaking off from two different waves. Okay, I, I see. I see. I see this this image in my mind, and I'm trying to describe it. It's not going well. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pathway number one, right? I still think I can play in the NBA, right? Number Mm -hmm. pathway leading off of that one is stay in Portland Mm -hmm. because that's what's best for me, right? To like still be a contributor to this team. Uh, We're going to get to the playoffs. I like playing with Dame. I like playing with those guys. Option two, go ring chase, right? Sign on, yeah. the, sign on with the Lakers, with the Bucks, with the Heat, with the Nets, with the Celtics, Raptors, Clippers, not somewhere along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Those those top contenders, right? To go to go chase a ring, and that's not saying to, uh, Portland isn't a, a contender, right? But I don't chaser, think they're yeah. in that upper echelon of 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 ready-made teams like the Nets, like the Clippers, like the Lakers, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's option two. Option three and four come if I think I'm, I'm going to retire. Right. Um, option, option three being, let me go back to the Knicks for a retirement tour. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play big minutes because the team is young and they stink. I'm going to be playing with Chris Paul, who's old, but doesn't stink. Um, maybe we put together something and it's cool. And I could say like, Hey, you know, I helped New York get back to, to, to general like relevancy, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's option two. And, and that's if I think I'm going to retire. That's option three. That's really the only thing I see them, them him going back to New York for is like a retirement tour. Mm. And to that point, you can have a retirement tour when you're done chasing, right? If you think New York is going to have you back no matter what, like even if you're like 47 and you like just ride the pine the entire time, like that's fine. You're still, you'll come just in at 47. 40 or when you're up 40 and you'll make some shots and you'll get some fans and that's it. But I don't think I was like, I was, I was like Vince Carter at the end of his retirement tour was like, yeah. Hey Vince, here's the 25th chair on the bench, but mm-hmm. you know, let me get you in for the last 30 like seconds. Vince to make Carter a has been in a retirement tour for like six years. And this is like, this is the year, obviously he called it, he called it quits. Right. But I mean, you look at Vince Carter's last stops and he's played a, he's played a big role in these teams in a, in a sense of like, not like on the court, but you know, in the locker room mentoring yeah. like that. But Sixty games. He's the boy. VC's the boy. Six with Atlanta. Fifty-eight with the uh, the Kings. 
73 with Memphis, 60 with Memphis, 66 with Memphis. Um, those Memphis years, although he was getting minutes, kind of felt like that was the last we're going to see of him. And then he goes to sign in Sacramento where they kind of do this old, like they, they bring in, uh, they brought in uh, Zach Randolph. They brought in George Hill and they brought in Vince Carter and tried to go with an old guy, new guy dynamic. That didn't really work, but I respect them for trying. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he comes in Atlanta and it's like, ah, oh, this is his last stop. And then he re-ups in Atlanta. It's like, okay, now this is his last stop. But ever since he, I feel like ever since yeah. he Dallas and maybe even Phoenix and Orlando, it's kind of felt like he's been on the, the downswing. Uh, so ages 34 to 43, right? He's been on the downswing. It felt like a retirement tour. But when you can do it that long, man, kudos to you. Uh, do you yeah, make, making some money, franchise. making some money. Got to do what you got to do. Building the brand. Now he's now he landed a job with ESPN as an analyst. Good for him. Yeah, did he really? The game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still oh, nice. he's an ESPN analyst. Um, so I've seen him. I've already seen him on, whether it's Sports Center or, or you know inside the NBA. Um, so not my respect to that guy. He, he Good for him. The game. Good for him. I like um, when ESPN brings in those old players, but I hate when the old players are dumb but they get like twitter reactions and i'm not mm-hmm. calling i'm not calling these dudes dumb but like paul pierce has some hot takes right oh, Perkins dumb. Has some hot takes yeah. uh, but you know the, that that's what moves needles like that's what gets people talking on twitter and yeah, that's i mean you look you you right? look at those players and i mean you even look at uh, uh you know like jalen rose and and other people like that that just have big personalities yeah um, jalen rose has been doing this for a long time now I mean, th- those are the guys that have big personalities. And you talk about, uh, you know, Kendrick Perkins. He's got a mm-hmm. huge personality. He's always talking yeah. smack. And then you go to people like Vince Carter, who's not going to talk smack, but he's going to talk basketball. He's going to make, uh, you know, good ana- a good analysis and who's going to break down the game and kind of tell you how it really is from a player standpoint. For sure. Because he's, he's only, what, a month or two removed from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it a lot. He's the man. I hope he does well. Yeah. I think our I think our last segment here is I expand my screen to share the screen. I realize that I still have Steve Nash's uh, quizzical looking face overlooking uh, <laughs> overlooking I've tried, Manhattan. <laughs> I have tried so hard not to look at that thing the whole time. <laughs> I have a new background next week. I'm gonna make that my I'm gonna make it a bit. I'm just gonna have a new background every week. Oh, um, God. So this week Steve Nash. Uh, next week TBD. Uh, all right, so getting into the last little bit we have here, Nick, I'm going to uh, – we're going to play some trivia. Uh, and we have a bit of a confusing one for you. Can you name the lineups who had the most net points in a single season since the 2000-2001 NBA season? So we got a lot on here. Um, 150, 10 minutes. I think we're going to crap the bed here. I don't think we're going to do that great. Oh my lord! But uh, let's let's get right into it. So, two thousand five, two thousand six, Detroit. Uh, that that. Key Billups. Yeah, that's that's in there. Uh, Rick uh, Hamilton. Richard Hamilton. This is probably one of my favorite teams to watch. Like when I was growing up, and they got the Wallace. Oh, John Wallace somewhere down there. Okay. And the uh, Wallaces. Yeah, and the Wallaces. And we get him for two there. We get 0405. All right, so Phoenix. 0405, Phoenix. Phoenix, you got your boy. Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, Do you know how to spell Amari? No, but I know how to spell Sean Marion. And I know how to spell Jason Richardson. Um, or Quentin. Oh, what did I say, Jason? Damn it. Oh, Quentin. Stout, stud, Stoudemire. Hey, oh. let's go. I don't know who their small forward was. That's tough. Um. 
All right, 14, 14, 15 Clippers. This is Lob City Clippers. Was Reddick not starting? No, Reddick was on there. I just spell his name wrong every single time because I don't like ty- – I, 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 I feel like it's Red Dick, not Red, like, Ick. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but we'll move on. Matt Barnes starting there. Yep. Griffin. Uh, Griffin and um, – DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that guy. Uh, 07, 06 or 07, Rajon, 08, Rondo. Rondo. Pierce. Pierce. Uh, who's playing Allen. shooting guard for them? Oh, Allen. 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 Good, good shout. KG. And Kendrick Perkins. There you go. INS. Uh, this one is Curry Thompson. Uh, Dream Man. I got to take Dreamy. Dreamy. Uh And center. Um, it's probably Zaza. Is it going to give it in if I type in Pachulia? No, he's down there, though. Um, I don't know who's playing center for this team. Kayvon Looney. No. It might be most states. No, it's not most is it, states. Is it West? Uh, is David it Lee's West? down there, though. Uh, David West is there. Um, it's not JaVale McGee. Uh, wow, all right, we'll get back who... to that one. Sacramento. Oh, this is I don't know how to spell Marijal. Uh, I only know Chris Weber from this job. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know Chris Weber. Is it Mike Bibby? Uh, and it's probably Peja Stoyako. Stoyako. Go, go. I, I, no shot. Uh, um, this one is Westbrook. Help if I spelled his name right. Harden. Oh, no. It's It's not Harden. No, it's not Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb? Uh, it's Durant. Andre Roberson? Who's playing? Adams. Roberson. Yeah, it is Roberson. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Indiana. Paul George. Paul George. George Hill. Who's it? Is it Lance Stevenson, their point guard, their shooting guard? Yeah. Yeah. And then their center is Roy Roy Hibbert. Hibbert. Wow. Um, Who's playing shooting guard on this one? Is it Cephalosha? Cephalosha. Oh, Tabo. Tabo. I'm surprised I spelled that right. Kevin Morton. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Love. Um, Nikola wow. Pekovic. Um, Ricky Rubio? Rubio, yep. And that small forward is Wiggins. No, not Wiggins. No. Um, I don't know who's playing small forward for this team. Uh, Houston in 06-07. Uh, it's probably Yao Ming, uh, Aaron Brooks. Wow. No. Uh, uh, Ray for Alston, net legend. Let's go. Um, I don't know anybody wow. else on that team. So San Antonio, wow. we can do Parker. Uh, Ginobili a million times. Come on. Duncan. Uh, he wasn't, he's not a starter. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's, David Robertson, Robinson. I don't know who else was playing for that team then, so I can't really. I can't really uh, what, else who, Avery, Avery Johnson or Avery, whatever his face is. Yeah, it might just... be Avery Johnson. No, but we got oh, Joe, Joe Johnson, Johnson up there in Phoenix. Net legend, also net legend, Avery Johnson. Um, I do a really good Avery Johnson impression, but I'm not going to uh, do it right now. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do um, Kobe and in 10 and 11. Ow? 
Yeah, it's a Gasol. It's uh, maybe Bynum. Lamar no. Odom. Lamar Odom. Yeah, and then Derek Fisher. Yeah, I don't know who's playing small forward for that team though. Yeah, I don't know. Golden State, thirteen, fourteen. Steph, Clay, no Harrison Barnes, but we got David Lee. Uh, I don't know who we have at center. Um, John Wall, Brad Beal, small forward, probably Otto Porter. Oh, oh, who's their uh, 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 center? Um, like that, Martin Gortat. Oh, that's his name, Martin uh, yeah, from Gortat. The row, from the top row. I don't know who's playing power forward for this bum-ass Washington team. but Ian Mahimi. Uh, probably what not. Probably not Mahimi. Mahimi. Nope, not Ian Mahimi. We've got four minutes, 20 seconds left. Uh, just place. Um, I don't know who's playing power forward for that sorry team, but I remember when the Nets offered Otto Porter a max deal. That was cool. Um, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't. Yeah, you didn't uh, no, we him. did, but a uh, good thing that Washington said, yeah, that we'll match that. Uh, New Orleans, we got Chris Paul. We got David West. It's Tyson Chandler was their center. Um, this is a, this is a team in 2K that has like there's five starters and like two dudes on the bench, so like they're never used. Um, but I don't know who the shooting guard. Their shooting guard is Peja Stojakovic, but I can't spell Peja Stojakovic. Um, Stoy, let me see. So I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. But uh, I guess I'll start on the next one. Oh nine, oh ten, or oh nine, oh ten, two thousand nine, twenty ten. Orlando is at least Dwight Howard. Uh, and probably Aaron Aflalo. All right, you ready for Stojakovic? I guess so, yeah. S-T-O-J-A-K-O-V-I-C. S-T-O-J-A-K. O-V-I-C. There's a small forward. Oh, we got Paige up there, too, for Sacramento. I told you Paige was on both these teams. You're right, um, you're right. Point guard is probably um, – Jameer Nelson. Yeah. I don't know who is their shooting guard, though. It's Aaron Aflalo, but I can't spell Aflalo. Okay. You can't, yeah, I guess Aaron doesn't work either. No, probably not. Uh, 03 04 Indiana. I honestly have no clue. Reggie Miller? Yeah, Reggie Miller. Oh, Brad Miller up there for Sacramento. Okay. Um, that's cool. I don't know who else was on this Indiana team, so I'm I'm gonna call it there and, and hope for the best. Uh, who was playing power forward for Detroit in 2007, 2008? Oh God, that's a tough. Drummond, one. Drummond's not around that long. That's a long time. No, all right. Oh nine, oh ten, Memphis. We got no. Oh Mike Conley. I didn't realize how long Mike Conley's been around for. It's probably Tony Allen. Not Tony Allen. That's cool. Um. But we got Randolph. No. Oh, oh, 2010. He's playing small forward for the Grind City Memphis team. I have no idea. Uh, oh, 04, oh, 05, San Antonio. So we got Parker, Duncan. Wow, dude. Who else is on that? Tiago Splitter. You don't know nobody on that Nets team? What Nets team? Oh, that 0405 Nets team? I got you. It's Kid. Carter, Jefferson, um, probably Collins, and Kristich? No, not Nanad Kristich. Uh, I don't know who's playing power forward for this Mets team. Chris uh, No, not no 405, brother. 
Um, it might have been Cliff Robinson. No, not no 405. It's going to bug me because the Nets have never had a good power forward. Um, anyways, 06, 07, we got Josh Howard. We have Nowitzki. No, Nowitzki. Dirk. Um, point guard's on Perea. It's not kid. Um, who's running the point for Dallas? I don't know. 13, 14, Portland. We got Lillard, uh, McCollum. I can't spell, maybe. I don't know. Um, you can't spell McCollum. M C C O L L U M. Uh, apparently, it's not yeah. McCollum. Uh, all right, we got 20 seconds. You want to try to fill Rodney. in Rodney? No, it's not Rodney Hood. It's not Trevor Ariza. I'm surprised Ariza isn't on any of these, but that's that's a good shout, too. Um, Greg Monroe. Uh, Greg. <laughs> no. Okay, so we Mitch missed. Andrew Bogut. We missed Andrew Bogut. That's fine. I'll live with that. Oh three, oh four. We missed Doug Christie and Vlade Divac. Now I didn't know Vlade Divac was still playing basketball in oh three, oh four, but I'm, I, I'll, I'll, that's okay. Uh, we missed Corey Brewer on the San Francisco uh, on this Minnesota team. Uh, we missed T Mac, which I'm a little upset about. Yeah, I'm more Shane Battier and Chuck Hayes. Do you remember the, there's a video of Chuck Hayes shooting a free throw and he goes up and it's, it's a technical free throw. And he goes up and he puts it up like this and then he pump fakes. And he shoots it. It's a funny video. It's pretty good. Who's, he has Chuck Hayes, the worst free throw form I've ever seen in my life. Uh, all right, so we missed Steve Smith and Bruce Bowen. We missed Metal World Peace for the Lakers. That's fine. Andre Iguodala, we missed Bogut again. We missed Markeith Morris for no this, way. Uh, Washington team. Yep. Markeith uh, Morris. On Memphis, OJ. we missed OJ Mayo. Dude, and Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay. Detroit, we missed Antonio McDice. This Indiana team, Jamal Tinsley, we missed Meta again. Jermaine O'Neal and Jeff Foster. This was Malice at the Palace, I believe. Um, we missed Richard Lewis, who I forgot existed and played basketball. Mo Peterson, I don't know anything about, so I'm not mad about that. Manu Ginobili, who did start in 0405, that's fine. Bruce Bowen and this guy. Rasho Nesterovich. Yeah, that guy. You get real close to read that. Um, I got named Ed Kristich right, but I spelt his name wrong. So I'm going to give myself a point for that. Uh, and then we missed Devin Harris, Jason Terry, and Eric Dampier. Uh, and on Portland was Wes Matthews, Nick Batum, LaMarcus Aldridge, Robin Lopez. And on Phoenix, we missed Jared Dudley, the shooting guard. Uh, and Channing Frye. Jared Dudley, the shooting card. Um, so overall, 77%, 69%. That's not bad. Average that's, score, not, so. that's, that's really not bad. Yeah, according to Sporkle, it's okay, I guess. Um, yeah, that's fine. If Sporkle says we're okay, then we're yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know? But, uh, Nick, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'll let you say goodbye to, uh, to myself and Steve Nash. If you like what you heard on the podcast uh, – Give us a uh, give us a like, give us a rate, give us a review. Let us know what to. Oh my lord! Um, that's a that's a that's a game seven mood if I've ever seen one. If you, you can't, can't see if, my... you, if you can't you know support the Celtics, be the Celtics. 
You can't um, see anything. Let's go. Let's go see. That's all I got. Let's go see. Uh, give us a like. Give us a rate. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, Nick, until next week, adios. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir.